Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey friends, before we get started, I'm going to throw a little ad your way. As a cyclist, what is a spring all about? It's about getting your bike ready and learning some specific skills on how to deal with a bike mechanical while out for a ride. Let me ask you this. Do you avoid going long distances because you're afraid of experiencing a flat and not knowing what to do and possibly having to phone someone to pick you up? I can totally relate. I used to be that way. Now to avoid having that ever happening, I have something for you. I have created an online bike maintenance webinars and local hands-on clinics. Check the website for new dates regularly. Here's what you will learn. How to take your back wheel off, how to change a flat, how to adjust brakes, repair a broken chain, patch a flat. In addition, you will learn how to use the tools you're carrying in your bike bag, such as Allen keys and a chain brake tool, tire levers, how to use your pumps, what are chain links and how to use them. With these new skills and confidence, you will be able to handle any mechanical while cycling alone or in a group. No matter where you are globally, you can benefit from one of these webinars. If you're local, the clinics are more for you, and that's for Ottawa, Ontario area. I've been teaching these clinics for over 10 years, and trust me when I say, everyone learns something. A recording will be provided for the webinars, as well as Amazon shopping lists for both webinars and clinics for the bike tools that you will be using and learning how to use. Make sure to secure your spot today at www.sylviedaou.ca or bmcclinic.ca. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dow here. And it's Friday and it's a coaching segment. And so before I get started into this segment, this is kind of um, a segue into um, a really exciting series that I'm putting together in May. So and it's going to be with Joe Friel. So if you are a cyclist, a triathlete, a mountain biker, and you're listening to this episode, and you know possibly you have picked up one of his um, books in the past and used it as your training manual. So he has the training Bible for triathletes, training Bible for mountain bikers, training Bible for cyclists. He's got a number of training manuals for um, tr for training, for cycling. And the cool thing is that, well, maybe it's not cool, but the cool thing is that I just turned 51 and he has this book called Fast, 
after 50. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pick that up before I'm 50. So I picked that. I'm like, okay, I guess it's time for me to pick up this book and start reading it. And, and the reason why, well, the number one reason was, yeah, I turned 50. So I first, I purchased the audiobook and I listened to that and I'm like, oh my God, this stuff is good. Obviously it's good. So then I bought the book so that I had all the material and all the references that he, and the, the referencing material and, and, uh, charts that he was talking about in the audiobook. And then of course, like, since I'm getting older, I've got menopause I'm thinking about, and I do notice that I need more recovery time after my workouts. Like I physically feel it. So this, and this is where the thing, this is where we have to really start listening to our bodies, people, men, women, we cannot go out like we're 20 years old, 30 years old. Again, I tried that. If you listen to one of my podcasts, I did that, tried going out mountain biking and it didn't work. Okay. We are older. Yes. Uh, you know, 50 is just a number, but yeah, 50 is a number and we can still do lots of stuff, but we have to do the same stuff, but differently. We can still do it and recognizing that we need to do it differently is going to get us better results. So let, let that just resonate with you. Doing it differently and being smart about it is going to get us better results. Okay. And this is the cool thing about, um, I asked Joe because, um, I've interviewed him before for one of his other books that I picked up. So ride inside. If you are training on Swift or any other indoor platform, pick up that book so that you fully understand how to properly train inside. Cause that's a whole other, uh, topic. People are going nuts on the inside platforms and are you really getting better? Yes. No. Are you developing bad habits? Probably. Um, so anyways, that one's a really interesting one. And so go back and listen to, uh, Joe, uh, my interview with Joe Friel and Jim Rutberg, who are the authors of Ride Inside. Um, anyways, and I'm going to put all the, the links to these books in the show notes so you can go find them yourself. Um, and, uh, and listen to them. I listen to them, um, because I don't know, I just have more time to listen because I'm driving a lot and, um, I just find it better. So, but anyways, so I asked Joe if he would do a three-part series on aging athletes. Okay. Aging adults, senior athletes. I mean, like, you know, whatever. Um, and he said, yes. So we are recording that next week and it's going to be out as a three-part series, um, in May. So make sure that you subscribe to our new newsletter. So you don't have to worry about, you know, subscribing online. We will, uh, we're going to committed to sending out a newsletter, uh, Sundays. And what it will do is it will showcase the three episodes that happened the week previous. So that during that week, so that you could go back and you can listen to them and, have a direct link. So we will have a link in 
our description to join our newsletter. So that is super new um, because we want all you guys to be in the know. And sometimes, you know, you're not on a platform and you, maybe you haven't subscribed, but you, you know, you're, you're dropping in, you're listening. Um, and also I will be adding because my whole pillar, my four pillars are cycling, nutrition, fitness, and health. Um, so, you know, they all go hand in hand. And if you don't have one, you can't really have the other. And so I just think it's super important. So anyways, let's get into today's episode. So this is for the ladies. If you have a lady friend, send this to her, um, because we're going to talk about nine things women or female athletes over 40 need to know about menopause. <laughs> so I work with a lot of women over 40 with regards to health, nutrition, fitness, and cycling. And um, like I said, I just turned 51 and um, I'm just waiting for the big M to hit. I don't know if I'm, um, I have not had uh, super hot flashes. Uh, I had serious menstrual cramps this week. Like I've never had since I was 20 and I'm like, man, is that part of this? And, uh, so, you know, if you're hitting that stage and, um, you're listening, please drop me a note. Let me know if you've experienced symptoms. Um, maybe you flew through menopause without a, a hitch. Um, and if you did, do you think it was due to um, your athleticism, basically? Because I feel that, you know, in the last 10 years, I've been doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, weight training, uh, eating, sleeping well, um, you know, getting my fitness in with cycling. And I think that that really set me up for a, I'm hoping, a leisurely walk through menopause, but I'm sure a lot of you are snickering going, yeah, sure, Sylvie, <laughs> wishful thinking. Um, but anyways, that's just my thought. And I'll let you know as the years go by, but right now it's so far so good, but I really have not hit menopause because as you noticed, I got my period the other day. So just uh, there you go, a little info about me. <laughs> so, but here you go. Um, so we're talking about, you know, 40 plus women, obviously. And, um, you know, menopause has a lot to do with hormones. So hormones are affected by a plethora of things. So it really does go back to health. What are you doing for you yourself? And I'm always saying that you are number one. Don't worry about everybody's, nobody's going to starve. Nobody's going to, um, you know, miss a practice. Uh, but you need to be thinking about yourself and it's not a selfish thing because when you aren't healthy and you're not feeling good, everybody suffers. So we all want you to feel better. So now here's a little tidbit about women in competition. Cause we're going to talk like, you know, it all kind of, and when we're talking about menopause, what I've done here is I've talked about the symptoms for the average woman who isn't active and then the physically active women. And so you can see between the two, there are significant differences. So it does pay to get yourself off the couch and get doing something. You do not have to sign up for a marathon or uh, become an iron woman like tomorrow. Please don't do that. 
ever. Work your way into these big milestones and these big goals, please. Your body needs the slow transition to, <laughs> to becoming that person. And so does your family and your friends. So, um, but here's the thing. So competing as a 40 plus woman, women in triathlon, this is a stat that I found, um, have increased from 4,000 in 2010 to 11,000 in 2016. And that was like four years ago. And um, maybe it hasn't, you know, maybe it dwindled a little bit over COVID, but you better, you bet that people are picking up and getting back at it. Um, so when we are com competitors, the more in tune with our bodies, the more we notice differences. And that is so true. You know, it's t total body awareness. And I talk about this when I do my strength training workouts is, you know, it's being able to activate different muscles, being able to uh, recruit, you know, abdominal strength at the time you need it, um, things like that. And then when we're a woman over 40 keeping fit, you might not notice who are not keeping fit. You're probably not going to notice these things right? Because everything's kind of dormant and everything feels the same. You've got yourself into a standard of living that's not um, helping you. So here, but here's the thing. You could start right now. You could make a decision today. It's Easter. What are you going to do for the spring? What's your summer going to look like? Is it going to look like the last two years? I freaking hope not. You know, this is the time to put away the fear of getting out and being with people and doing stuff. I implore you to set a goal this summer, whether it's walking 10 kilometers, you know, going for that hike up that mountain that you've always wanted to do. Stop living in fear. I know a lot of people are living in fear because of the fear that's been pushed on us um, around being around other people. We need to start stepping out of our, out of that and into being healthy for ourselves. Like a lot of people went the distance and got healthy. Like you did one of two things in the last two years. You either got fat or you got fit. And you now the people who are fat are, you know, it's a hard transition to make. You know, it takes a lot of time to burn off five pounds, a lot. And you've developed a lot of bad habits in the meantime. So, you know, now is the time to really get with it because <laughs> we've got a long time to go. A lot of things are coming down the pipe and health is going to keep us moving forward. Health keeps our immune system strong. Health keeps us from getting sick. And so these nine things are going to help you. And, but all of them take work. And here's another thing. A lot of people don't like to work. Getting healthy is, and staying healthy. So getting healthy, I had this conversation yesterday at a women's networking meeting. So getting healthy is work to get there. 
once you've incorporated into your lifestyle, it's not work anymore. It's fun. You've learned stuff. You've incorporated. You've made the transition. You've switched things over, um, you know, and and everybody's benefiting. You, your kids. And please don't make it. If you've got a family, make it about the family because you can't get fit and your partner not get fit and your kids are not fit and healthy. It doesn't work. you got to make a transition for everybody. Get everybody on the same page. Just tell them this is what's going on. You're doing the grocery shopping? No more cookies. No more chips. You get them on the weekends and that's it. Maybe. <laughs> We're moving from chips to popcorn. I don't know. Air, you know, air popped. <laughs> but that's what has to happen. It has to come from you. If you're the woman doing all the grocery shopping, right? So let's get into the nine things a female athletes over 40 need to know about menopause. Um, and you know what? These things are reign true for like so many things, like not just menopause. Um, we know that that affects menopause, but also these nine things affect just about everything in our bodies. And it's going to make menopause better or not. So here's the first one, sleep. <laughs> it's always on the top of our, our uh, list. And I can tell you that I have been paying more attention to my sleep in the last year and a half than I ever have. So I've been monitoring and I want to share with you. Um, here's some information. So are you one of those people who loves, who is the, you know, like snooze button, use the snooze button, snooze, snooze, snooze. Did you know that when you hit the snooze button, it's usually because you're not finished sleeping, right? You're still in a state of sleep. But if you keep snoozing, that's 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes that buzzer rings, you are not getting any sleep because your cortisol levels have just risen because of that alarm. And anything after that, you're not going to get quality sleep. But here's the thing. Your alarm doesn't care where you are in your sleep cycle. It just, it just rings because you need to get up at 6. So that being said, you are abruptly awoken out of a sleep cycle that you need to finish and therefore it takes your body about four hours to regulate itself after that is that crazy I didn't even know that I listened to that I learned that from um I was listening to a podcast and uh and I was like wow that totally makes sense because think about like how you just spring out of bed you're like, <gasps> your alarm hits and you're like, immediately your heart is racing and you're already like cortisol levels are through the roof. Your adrenaline's racing, your anxiety's up and it sets you off for a bad day. You know, because they say here, 61% of postmenopausal women report insomnia sim symptoms. So, you know, that's a whole other thing. That's you know, due to disruptive sleep, um, you know, because of hot flashes, temperature, um, you know, the cortisol levels. But here's the thing. Let's go back to the wake-up call. I 
encourage you to go and check out the Fitbit watch. I'm sure the I'm sure the Apple Watch does this too. But since I started using this, I have not it's it's my new alarm because what it does is it follows my sleep cycles and I have an alarm for 5 a.m. and what it'll do is it'll wake me up when I'm coming out of a sleep cycle. So that could be 440, 445, 450, it could be 5 o'clock, it could be 505, but it always is somewhere around like half an hour before my alarm. So is that not cool? So I wake up refreshed. I've just finished a deep sleep cycle and I'm going into like an awakeness and that's when I need to be awake, woken, woken up, ready to, for the day. And I'm never tired. It is so cool. And I, I like every morning, I'm just like, I can feel myself waking up. And then like, I just wait for the, the buzzer to go on my wrist. You know, my partner doesn't hear it. And so he's not disrupted, which is good. Um, because his sleep cycle is different than mine. And it's just a really great way to wake up. I'm like, hands down. Oh my God. Get like, get rid of your phones. Stop sleeping with your phones. I don't care. Oh my God. I need my alarm. Oh my God. What'd you do before your phone? Seriously. Um, but having it on your watch is been a game changer for me. So that being said, so, you know, the average person uses their alarm uses, you know, like is, is, um, all is, you know, going through the disruptive sleep. Um, because your cortisol level, you go, go to bed. You're not like, um, ready. Well, I don't say you're not ready to sleep, but you know, maybe sometimes you've eaten late at night, you've had a glass of wine, all that stuff disrupts your sleep. And as we age, we produce less melatonin, which also uh, is part of the not helping us sleep much. So when you're an active individual, you have better sleep patterns, like, like being, doing daily exercise. You don't have to run, you don't have to bike like me, but walking, go for a five kilometer walk after supper. You don't have to be fine. Just go around the block. Get outside. Um, daily exercise, keeping the bedroom cool, removing all electronics um, <clears throat> will help with your sleep. Making sure your room is dark so that there's no light um, streaming in. Using earplugs. Um, all these things can help you have a deeper sleep. So help yourself have a better sleep. Okay, so those are some of the things. Number two, we tend to slow in cardio. I don't really believe that because I guess once you've been active, you just stay active. But a lot of older adults start slowing down because they think age is one of those things. So average people, you know, average, the average woman, you know, cardio capacity can drop from 5 to 9% each decade. That's our cardio capacity to go from the age of 30. So less pumping oxygen to our muscles becomes, you know, just becomes slower, more sedentary. 
Um, so this is where we need to get on your bike, right? Get on your bike, get more active, start biking with your kids, start, stop sitting and watching, start being active. At first it's hard, but it pays off because then you get more, you get more feeling of adrenaline and, you know, um, you just feel better. You want to start doing more. There's a natural progression to getting active. And I just absolutely love seeing it. So, you know, the physically active, better cardio capacity, blood flow, um, you know, just happier. So it, it comes down to a decision, plain and simple. Okay, number three, heat is harder to handle. So the average person, average woman, you know, hot flashes are heating up the body. Blood is rushing. I didn't know this. Blood rushes to the skin surface to offload the heat. So, um, and so it's, it's no longer like in your extremities, right? So it's a lot of people think, you know, why? And I was like, why? <laughs> well, I have to figure out why. But um, what says it also, this is plus a thirst. And I didn't know this either. There's a thirsting mechanism that slows as we age which causes more dehydration. So if you're not conscious about what you're drinking, then maybe this is a time to make more of an effort to eat, drink enough water to keep yourself hydrated so that, you know, you're, I'm assuming that, um, you know, once you, you're well hydrated, you will probably not, experience as many hot flashes. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But the active individual tends to drink more water so that, you know, your organs aren't dehydrated as well, because that's a lot of things. You know, you know that our body's made majority of water and we need to take so much in to keep everything hydrated, like our skin, our organs, like inside. Um, so but um, here's for women. If you're wondering how much you should be drinking and you're like, this is not coffee. This is like water. Um, 2.7 liters or 11 cups of fluid for men. Oh, hold on here. Women, 2.7 liters and men, 3.7 liters. So, and here's the thing. A high percentage of women reported that they their hot flashes were reduced when they started drinking the right amount of water for them. So here's the thing. So start trying that. Number three is the menopot. Yeah, fat on our stomach. And this is something that I'm starting to incorporate. I'm starting to notice. And I'm physically active. And I know you're like, oh, my God, there's no chance. <laughs> no. For me, I need to switch things up. I know that. It's like I'm, I'm plateauing. So, but for the average woman, you know, just aren't as efficient as process in processing carbs or like you're just eating more, right? And, and we see those different belly fats. So you got like you know, the, the one that drinks a lot more wine, the, you know, they, there's different um, types of visceral fat accumulation. There's types of 
different visceral fat accumulation on women's bodies due to just our body types. And, but here's the thing, you know, like when you start allowing that to accumulate, so I've started noticing. So now that I've started noticing, I'm starting to like go back and assess what I'm doing because clearly I need to make a change. But if you let it sit there and accumulate and accumulate, and before you know it, you got five, 10 pounds sitting there, that's a lot of fat you got to burn off. So would you rather put in the effort now to do something about it, like now that you're noticing, or later on when it's starting to become a problem and you got rolls over your jeans and you're feeling totally uncomfortable and not like you're not happy, you're starting to get depressed and things like that. Is that a better option? And then you're less motivated to do anything. That's even worse, I think. So, you know, physically active women, you know, obviously four to five times a week have less body fat. Yes and no, because if you're completely overdoing it and overtraining, sometimes your body is going to pack on the pounds because literally you are overdoing it. So that's a whole other topic. But the menopause is a real thing. You know, when you start seeing it, don't start talking about it. Just start doing something about it. Switch it up. Start walking a little bit more. Start walking. Um, more vegetables, more protein, um, less carbs, less wine at night. All these things can really um, help you out. Okay, number five, stomach rebels. This is kind of where some women start, you know, the average woman because of less efficiency in processing carbs as because we just basically eat too much of it ability to digest fructose in processed foods decline and send sugar levels soaring so um so yeah so this is you know the more sugar in your stomach uh, i find for me because my food has been so clean it just upsets it um, so when you start packing on more sugar at some point in time, I mean, you, you might be already experiencing acid reflux, you know, that is a big, you know, it's a big cue or a big realization that your stomach is unwell and your stomach is the center of your universe. If your stomach's not good, then a lot of other things aren't good. So this is where you know, making a diet change is needed. So less processed food, uh, more vegetables, more protein, um, drop the carbs, not completely, but reduce it significantly. Alcohol, things like that will, it'll start more probiotics. This will start helping your stomach get healthy again. And, um, and it'll help. It helps the universe. It'll help get make the universe healthy again. Um, so it's like you know, actively active people tend to eat you know more, more of the fruits, vegetables, um, less processed sugars, and it keeps the stomach healthier because we tend to not eat that much sugar because it literally upsets our stomach because it's not used to it. So, you know, 
here's the thing. I have some free downloads for cycling snacks or snacks. So go to askcoachsylvie.ca and download yours today or .com. Try both of them. Um, so I'm putting together more snacks and these are perfect for you. They're perfect for the kids. Um, and uh, it's just better than eating those sugary treats and those bars you buy at Costco, honestly. I have to too, but I'm trying to get, get away from it. All right, number six, your bones get thinner. We're getting older, right? And the average woman, the estrogen works with calcium and vitamin D to strengthen bones in the, um, in the five to seven years after menopause, a woman's bones can lose up to 20% their density. That is crazy. So ladies, what do we need to do? We need to strength train. So physically active women uh, start out with denser bones because of weight-bearing exercises. Strength training puts stress on the bones, which spurs the bodies to strengthen them. And, uh, you know, how do you build stronger bones? Start working out, lifting weights, using resistance bands, body weight, um, and then change up your diet. Period. Uh you know, so even like I say, you know, cycling, cycling is not a weight bearing exercise. It is not going to strengthen your bones. So when you fall and you break stuff immediately, it's because you got thinning bones. You need to work on those. And, um, and also building muscle around your joints, like around your hips, right? Your shoulders. So you could bounce off the ground and not break a hip or a femur. So think about that. I've, I've had a, you know, a couple women with that situation. So, um, it's a, it's a real thing. Number seven, flexibility decreases. Hello. So the average woman, more sedentary, sitting on the couch, less flexible, means greater risk of pulling muscles and straining tight hamstrings, hip flexors, lazy glutes, you know, so, if you sit a lot for your work or travel, it's time to do some yoga, <laughs> do some stretching. Honestly, you will feel a difference, but it's going to be a while before you get to the place where you can stretch and, you know, maybe touch your toes or bend in half or do a proper downward dog. I don't know, but it's starting. So, um, you know, physically active women add yoga to their sessions, increase flexibility, which ultimately increases performance. I know maybe you're not like, I don't care about performance, but your performance to keep up with your kids, your performance to, um, you know, reach for something without pulling a back muscle. That's super important. Don't you think, um, you know, how many times do you have a bad back period? Why? Because you have really weak stomach muscles. And changing that up is going to be a significant increase in your life. <laughs> you know, you're going to have a... So, yoga. And there's so many places you can find it. Don't tell me you can't. You can do 10-minute, 15-minute, 30-minute yoga. I have a, a workout platform membership 
We have yoga in there 30 minutes, two times a week. I started doing that as of January and it's made a huge difference um, just in my flexibility and all over. Like I'm like some people just talk about hamstrings. Like what about your neck and your shoulders? Things like that get super tight. Number eight, muscles start shrinking. The average woman's testosterone and other growth hormones decrease along with the estrogen. So building and maintaining muscles is tougher. Fat becomes uh, begins to marble. Yeah, we got cellulite. That that tissues reduce in ability to generate, and it's a you know they start and your ability to generate power because bleh, you got no muscle, right? Got no strength. Maybe you're like, oh my god, my grip strength is like lacking. Well, I know now it's time to start practicing gripping stuff or holding things, and it's it's real like. If you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, look at some of the older ladies. Do you want to have muscles that are stringy? Like, look at as in men. You know, you're like I look at my dad, and I'm just like, you know, he's he doesn't eat well. He works a lot. He doesn't lift weights. He's complaining about his back. He's complaining about everything. Do you want to be like that? No. So you have to do something about it now. Uh, physically active, the more muscles you have, you burn more calories. Uh, that's not a big, you know, that's, that is, but, you know, that doesn't have to be the be all and end all of your muscle building. Toning, looking toned, feeling toned, having, um, um, you know, exercise will help keep muscle and build strength, train, uh, build more in strength training, interval sessions, you know, protein, add protein that helps develop muscles. Um, and, you know, of course, maintaining and, uh, and eating well, protein helps build muscles. So if you're not eating enough protein, if it's all processed protein, it's time for a switch. All right. Last one. Let's talk about brain fog. Boo. You know, I'm so tired. I can't remember anything. This all comes down to a sleep, food energy level. Okay, if if you fix these three things, you are not going to have brain fog anymore. Period. <laughs> so so it's just like the fluctuating levels of your energy. Um so if you wake up with the alarm and you're a snoozer, can you imagine 4 hours of your day your body's using to regulate itself? 4 hours. So brain fog, first like four hours of the day till noon, and then you probably don't eat anything. You haven't eaten breakfast, and then you call it intermittent fasting. And uh, at lunch, you miss it, and you just drink and coffee, and um, you hit a wallet too. It's such a common story. So do yourself a favor. Eat breakfast. Get a good night's sleep. Change up your... Um, the way you wake up, stop drinking at night, um, go for your walk instead. Um, and you're just gonna feel physically better. You're gonna, um, you know, everybody around you is going to be happier. You're going to be happier. You're going to be in better mood. Um, you're not going to be a cranky pants and, um, yeah, so research, researchers found that people who exercise are better able to deal with the ups and downs of aging. So if you're 
taking care of yourself, you're going to be in such a better place. And ladies, I implore you, you can start today, Easter weekend, after the big meal, get everybody outside, go for a walk. And that's what we do a lot because like almost honestly, it's like we're with the family. <laughs> we go from the kitchen table to the couch. And I'm like, this is this sucks because all I do is sit there and the food sits and you just feel tired. You know what I mean? So do yourself a favor, round everybody up, go for a walk. It helps the, the food move through your system and you're just going to feel better. And you're going to, and you know, it's gorgeous outside. I don't know where you are, but I'm sure it's nice. Even if it's not, get the umbrella bundle up, go for a walk. So with that, guys, I just want to thank you for listening. So we got nine things the female athlete or females over 40 need to know about menopause and how to prepare yourself literally for menopause. So these are preparation things. These things, if you're not taking care of them, you're going to, I am assuming, having a worse time going through menopause where I'm not saying that I know yet, but I have a feeling I'm going to have an easier ride than most because the last 10, 15 years I've been active and it's going to pay off. I never thought about it, but last five years I've been thinking about it. So I've almost been preparing myself for this stage of my life and it's going to set me up for the next 10 years, right? When I hit 60. So you want to be super healthy, right? You don't want to let a sense spend the last 10 years of your life sick. And that's a sad thing, especially for those who are in the works to retiring. I see so many people, you know, come to me. I've retired. I want to get healthy now. Oh my God. What? What the hell have you been doing for the last 40 years? So do yourself a favor, incorporate it into your lifestyle. It's eat. It's hard at first, but it pays off in the end. Trust me. So with that, have an amazing Easter. Happy Easter. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, love to know your menopause uh, takes or your takes on menopause. Uh, any information for me would help and appreciate. So you can either DM me on Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram. And like I said, get into our newsletter. I'm going to add the link here and, um, and then you'll don't have to worry about looking on your, your, like on your platforms, it'll come in an email and you can just click away and see what happened the week before, which is so cool. And I'll probably add a little extras in there for you as well. So with that, take care and don't forget to ride your bike this weekend. No matter what, get on it. It's the spring. Embrace it. Love you all. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. 
Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.